On today's edition of Locked On Eagles, we continue our Jalen Hurts talk after signing a massive contract extension with the Eagles. Do we have any concerns about Hurts regressing after this new contract? Should new offensive coordinator Brian Johnson change his approach to play calling with Jalen now that he's got a new deal, some draft talk, all that and more on this Thursday edition of Locked On Eagles? You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Thursday edition of the show. Shout out to the everydayers, Monday through Friday on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. Louis DiBiase is always joined by my co-host, Gino Camilleri. Gino, officially one week away from the NFL draft, man. I cannot wait. Our Locked On special ultimate mock draft has been released on Twitter. You can see all the picks. Pick one through five have been posted on YouTube, so you can see all of our reactions to that. My pick will be up in episode two. So the draft is coming up, man. And keep churning out content, at least for seven more days until we go live. I truly can't believe it. And it might just be because we played early into February or the second week of February that yeah. things were a little bit Feels delayed. Faster. <laughs> and it, was, it was odd that I'm at CGS and I'm like, I still have four games to worry about potentially for the Eagles. I can't right. even worry about the draft right now, but now we're saying, okay, we're kicking it into overdrive. And a lot of those rumors are starting to come up. Like is Bryce Young a lock to number one? Does Houston potentially want to pass on a quarterback. Do they go Will Anderson? Does that put a shake up in everything? And Lou, I, just real quick on the idea of luck that we talked about the other day. I know we'll talk about draft later in the segment, but how lucky are they that they drafted Jalen Hurts and they got him in the second round that they had to resign him this year? And Extremely lucky. They, they got lucky <laughs> that they did not they, plan it. No, they got lucky that all of these teams now have an exorbitant need for quarterback in a year that it aligns. Like, are the Eagles going to luck into one of the top players in this class simply because sometimes luck is a lot easier than skill, man. I hope so. And that's what happened in our special lockdown mock draft. So make sure you check out who I selected on Twitter. And again, subscribe to all of our lockdown channels on YouTube to see each day we're posting a different episode with the picks throughout the top 31 selections. Today was pick one through five. Gino, like you said, we'll get into some draft talk later on, but I want to continue to talk about Jalen Hurts, who just signed that historic contract extension earlier this week. And this is the second time in five years that the Eagles have handed out a historic contract to a quarterback. The last time it happened with Carson Wentz, they got one year into that deal, right? 29 no it was it even it I don't even think it was the fifth year option they never even got into that second contract because of Wentz's historic regression in 2020 so my question to you and I think I know the answer but I want to dive into why we both agree here do you think Jalen Hurts will suffer even if it's not a Carson Wentz like regression any sort of step back now that he has signed that second deal how could, I, how could I say that he's going to regress? I mean, the guy has continued to prove me wrong and you wrong time and time and time again. And How do you believe that he's going to regress now that his play caller is somebody that has known him since he was a kid? Like, who's going to hold Jalen Hurts more accountable than Jalen Hurts? Well, it's going to be Brian Johnson, who's his right-hand man. It's another year into this offense that was yeah. built around him. 
You had the first year where that offense is still around Wentz, the second year where you truly don't know which direction you're going with quarterback. You know Jalen's going to be the guy, but is that going to be the long term? Now all your plans are build for this guy. Everything we do on offense starts at QB. We have to play to his strengths and continue to just load up around him. And I I find it hard to regress. Like, yeah, does his, let's say his completion percentage drop a couple points with drop luck and different things like that? Maybe. But does he dominate the middle of the field as well as he does last year? In my opinion, I think he will continue to go in that area. The explosive plays, do you think those are going to die down, Lou? Absolutely not. His explosive plays on the ground, that's something as well that I don't think Brian Johnson is going to look to take away. You have to let this 24-year-old player be the 24-year-old guy that he is yeah. and worry about the taking away his legs element later in his career, which the Josh Allen discussions are starting. But right, right. now, let the dog off the leash. Man. Yeah, he's this in his prime, Gino. He's I mean, in his is, prime. Let him be him. He's at the height of his abilities. And I don't think it's going to be once again for – a number of different reasons. He doesn't have the baggage of Carson heading into this second contract. That's the thing. When you look at when no. Carson went signed that second deal, he had already had some significant baggage, right? Two serious injuries, the torn mm-hmm. ligaments in his knee in 2017, a fractured back in 2018. He had the Nick Foles runs of 2017 and 2018 already in his head. I think he had way worse of a support system when it comes to the weapons around him, when it comes to the age of the team on both sides of the ball, when it comes to the coaching staff, the GM and the coaches were clearly not on the same page. So Mm -hmm. there was a lot of baggage from Wentz and the team already heading into that new deal. This time around, I don't think that's the case at all. And Jalen, not that Carson and these other quarterbacks weren't workaholics, but I can't see Hurts regressing too because – he is a unique, I think, generational competitor, right? I mean, mm-hmm. how many players could take the steps that Jalen did last year in areas of weakness from 2021 to 2022? This guy, I thought, was a bottom-tier pocket passer in 2021. And then last year, he leads the league in almost every efficient mark inside the pocket. Mm-hmm. He led the league in tight window yards, passing yards inside the pocket. I mean, I just, I don't know. I I can't see it. Sean McAvoy, who was Jalen's, one of his coaches during the pre-draft process on the show a month ago, that Jalen doesn't just rely on his strengths and accept his weaknesses. He fixes them, and he's doing it early in his career, which Carson did not do, Randall Cunningham didn't Mm. do, Michael Vick didn't do, Donovan McNabb. They all just relied on what they did great, whereas Jalen has fixed those weaknesses. He's the ultimate competitor. He holds himself accountable, as you mentioned, so... I have all the faith in the world that he's not only going to not regress, but I think he can get even better, which is scary considering how good he was in 2022. There's a cliche quote that goes around coaching and all different spheres. The idea of be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's the one thing that I think Carson Wentz never got. He never got that. Okay. I'm going to try and fix those weaknesses. No, I'm just going to revert back to what worked for me. And, well, he would always even say in press conferences, and I got it to a degree, but he would always say, you know, I'm going to stay true to who I am. Right. And again, that's good to a degree. You don't want to completely change who you are. And I, I would say the same thing about Jalen Hurts and a lot of these guys, but there is a self-awareness that you have to have that I think McAvoy, you know, highlighted with Jalen. I think we saw that last year. Right. He could have took the route that Carson took when it came to his balls going high. I mean, Carson still throws balls over receiver's heads. I mean, he never fixed that part of his game. 
Jalen Hurts within an offseason completely changed his mechanics. Complete. Yeah. How does you? How do you improve arm strength? Footwork. Because it looked, yeah, footwork. Yeah. Everything. Everything looked better. And he didn't just say, "Oh, I'm going to be the athlete that got me through Alabama, and I'm going to be a 50 percent yeah. passer." And because he could have, the there's ball. a certain yeah, floor absolutely. that you can get by when you do that. You can, and the idea of get comfortable being uncomfortable. That that was Jalen's whole thing. Coming into an organization where right away it's a tumultuous relationship where you're drafting a quarterback where people like you and I were saying, we just went through this quarterback ordeal with Nick Foles. Oh, yeah. We don't need this. The media, the people buying into either Carson or Jay, that's a that's a tough situation to come into. And Jalen just put his head down, worked like he always works, and I love that the press conference or the little interview after the national title game where he was benched is coming back and you just see the emotion and the pure love he has for this game, Lou. Who he went back to Alabama the following year to yes. compete for a job that How he many knew people he, do that? We How knew many he people had no chance. Run off. How many people oh, yeah. get the hell out of Dodge? Because most people yeah. would say, I don't have a chance of winning this again after getting yep. benched in a national title. And Jalen went back. And the other thing is, too, you know, you, you mentioned Carson Wentz and we look at Michael Vick and, you know, even some other teams like Robert Griffin III. Injuries had a huge reason for those guys' Big downfall time. as well. Even Cam Newton. The one thing about Jalen, he's a mobile quarterback that, and we'll get more into the mobility in segment two. We want to talk about some play calling potential adjustments with Jalen after the second deal. But Hertz is way more self-aware in that way as well, knowing when to get down, when to take contact. Mobile quarterbacks, a lot of the time, they really can't shake that balance. Yeah, this year, as we talk about in our next segment, how can he improve? How will things change? The one thing that changed from 2020 to 2021 to especially 2022 was the idea out of rushing, not because he could, but out of necessity and out right. of need. And that will continue to go into his play. And when his first idea isn't, oh, I'm going to take off and run. It's I'm going to go through my progressions. And if I do have to take off, I'm still as good enough of an athlete. But his first thing was first, Luke. He wanted to evolve his ability to play quarterback. And yeah, he that's how you is. last long term. Mm -hmm. You can't say that this guy is just an athlete at the quarterback position. This guy hit every metric when it comes to playing a true quarterback. Position. Checked every box. Yeah. Absolutely. Gino, I want to get into that coming up next. Brian Johnson's the Eagles' new offensive coordinator, knows Jalen Hurts more than anybody, as you mentioned earlier on the show. Should he have a different approach to Jalen when it comes to play calling as opposed to Shane Steichen in 2022? Now that Hurts has this deal, the Eagles invested their entire franchise in number one. We'll get into that coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Built Bar. Something exciting is coming to Built.com on April 22nd in just two days. I don't have the details yet, but the excitement is real and it's something you won't want to miss. If you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world and they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors and limited quantities. So there's a little hint for you. So mark your calendars and head to Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. Can't wait to see what's the new flavor. It's all of the flavor. None of the guilt. These protein bars are packed with 17 grams of protein, super low in sugar, also, as well, calories, very low. It feels like you're eating a candy bar, but it has all the healthy nutrients of other alternatives that definitely sacrifice flavor. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKDOWN15 at Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd. You're going to get 15% off your order of an exciting new flavor. 
All right, Eagles fans, we are continuing on this Thursday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, continuing our Jalen Hurts talk after he signed a mega deal earlier this week, five years, $255 million, 179 of which is guaranteed. Continuing to talk about it today. (laughs) Shout out to the everydayers, by the way. Thanks for making Locked On Eagles your first listen every single day. On tomorrow's show, Gino and I are going to continue to dive into some draft talk. The draft is now officially one week away. This time next week, Gino and I will be getting ready for the first round as we go live starting at 6 o'clock. So, Gino, we talked in segment one about any potential regression with Jalen mm-hmm. after signing the second deal, right? I mean, we have to talk about it because the last two big contracts the Eagles handed out at quarterback, Michael Vick, Carson Wentz, after like one year, it got bad really fast for injuries and for other reasons as well. So, The other part of this I want to talk about is Jalen Hurts. You know, it's a lot of continuity. Most of his core is intact on the roster on both sides of the ball. Still was Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman. But he did get a new offensive coordinator with Brian Johnson after Shane Steichen is now becoming the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Gino, is there any sort of play calling adjustments you think the Eagles need to make when it comes to using Hurts' legs as a runner compared to last year to make sure that this relationship does last long term? I don't think there there needs to be changes. And I reached out to uh, Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators when Brian Johnson news became official. Yeah. And he said, look, don't worry about him taking away Jalen's legs. He loves the idea of running quarterback power with his guys. And he was down at Florida as the OC when Kyle Trask was there. He had AR for a year as well. So he knows what it's like to work with these athletic quarterbacks. And I think the one thing that, yeah, we talk about all of the downfall of Carson Wentz. Well, post-2017, Lou, not only do you lose your offensive coordinator, John Filippo is no longer there as well. What if Flip gets to go into that offensive coordinator position to have that continuity? And Nick Sirianni sure. preached from the mountaintops how integral Brian Johnson was in those meetings every single week, setting up the game plan who better than to be the next in line than Brian Johnson? I think the one thing that you want to avoid when it comes to those play calling decisions is getting too reliant when things go do go bad. Because you yes. saw in the Super Bowl, like, yeah, this guy can totally win a game for you, right? But you or can't get the Colts, in. right? That game when things yeah. were going bad in the second half. And you had to figure out a way. Like, yeah, don't take that element away from him if it's a close game. But if you're yeah. just playing your game, like, let's not go the first three series of the game and Jalen has eight carries. Right, right, pick like, your spots, you know. Exactly. Don't in the first quarter when you're up 14 to 3 have Jalen Hurts running QB power up the middle where he can take multiple hits and mm-hmm. multiple bodies are bringing him to the ground. That's how he got hurt last year against Chicago. It really is a, a fine line you have to walk because Jalen Hurts' legs, him scrambling, using these QB designed runs, his power style even is part of what makes him great. It's part of what makes the Eagles so dangerous. And it's what the NFL wants now in a quarterback. You have to be mobile. And you look at Carson Wentz after he signed that contract because of the injuries, his mobility took a hit, you know, like he could still Mm -hmm. scramble, but he was never the 2017 player, even at his highs in 2018 and 2019. He was not that athlete, not that scrambler anymore. So you want to use Jalen Hurts in these ways or else. You might as well just get a pocket passer. But as you mentioned, you just got to pick and choose your spots better, right? You got to make sure to protect him when to know how to use him in certain Mm -hmm. situations. As you mentioned, like last year in the Super Bowl. Yeah, use his legs in that. You got to go all out in that situation. In the fourth quarter against the Colts, when you're trying to maintain home field advantage in the conference, sure, 
But yeah, in the first quarter, in the second quarter, in blowout situations, when other things are working, maybe don't use him as much, right? Because last year, I mean, the Eagles used Jalen Hurts in QB sneaks, red zone rushing attempts more than any team. In fact, he led all quarterbacks in overall carries, even more than Justin Fields with 165. So I think there's just a balancing act that you have to have, and it's tough. It requires a lot of discipline to find that that right balance, but it's something they definitely have to find because a lot of these mobile quarterbacks that don't last, RG3, Michael Vick, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, a lot of it was because the team and the player just didn't know when to chill, basically. Yeah. Just you know, take what you can get and protect yourself. Yeah, and there were a couple times this year where Jalen throws the ball out of bounds when he gets towards the sideline and just like take the incomplete pass and live to see another well, day. Well, that's why I feel better, Gino, because Jalen has, again, like I said earlier, a lot more self-awareness than some of these other players where their tunnel vision, that instinct just kicks in and they, they have to fight for that extra yard. Right. That That's it. Like the, what worked for you in your whole life? Like that's what right. you always So it's hard not to lean on that. Right? Yeah. And, and that's just natural human instinct. And sure. If something worked in the past, like let's say – Locked on Eagles. We want to get numbers. Oh, let's refer back to an episode. I think I do off-season simulation. Yeah, of course. We know that works. Yeah, like we were playing the hits sometimes. And that's what football players do, right? And I think 2018 was just so evident that that's the way Carson Wentz was going to be because he comes back and the mobility isn't there and the balls are going high and you're saying these mechanics don't look right. And it's like, well, he's reverting back to what worked for him prior. And Jalen Hurts has evolved so much to where if you're going to revert back to that freshman you were at Alabama, you're not even a playable quarterback in the National Football League. And who is more accountable on themselves than Jalen Hurts right now in Philadelphia? I don't think there's anybody in that mentality to continue to improve. And at the same time, when we talked about, yeah, you're going to have to take some cuts at some positions where you might not be able to pay those guys. I think one way to avoid that is to continue to load up the offense so that you do have guys you can trust to where it's not all on you. Right, you don't have to run for that. Yeah, you don't have to scramble like you would in 2021 because you only have Quez Watkins out there. You have A.J. Brown. and Yeah, exactly. There's other guys that can get those extra yards for you. So I look at that final game, Gino, against the Giants when Jalen was playing at like 60% with that shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. And there were multiple plays where he could have fought for normally it was, it was third and eight and he scrambles and he slid after just two yards. He gave up because he knew he needed to be healthy for the playoffs in other games. He would have ran for those extra six yards and tried to, Mm -hmm. you know, take on contact and pick up the first down, but he used his self-awareness. He knew what the situation was and what the Eagles needed from him. Bigger picture wise. That's the big thing. Bigger picture. Sometimes these players in the heart of a game just can't overlook again. Tunnel vision is really the key word there. And, Hertz is very good at taking himself Wentz against the Rams, Lou. Yeah, exactly. So, and there's a lot of, I understand it. As you mentioned, that's just basic human instinct, but Hertz is very good. And again, it's, I think it, a lot of it has to do with just that calm demeanor. Mm-hmm. Things don't overload in this guy. And so he makes better decisions in this way, in the run game, in the passing game with his development. So for all these reasons, I think that they can continue on doing a lot of what they've already been doing and Jalen won't regress. And I don't think he's going to suffer the same fate as a lot of these mobile quarterbacks have in the past. All right, Gino, let's talk some draft coming up next. Going to change the focus to general manager, Howie Roseman. Could he early on with four picks in the first three rounds, could he potentially double dip at certain schools. We'll get into that coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. 
All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Thursday edition of Locked on Eagles. Louis DiBiase alongside Gino Camilleri. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to the everydayers for joining us. Make sure you join us next week for the NFL Draft live Thursday starting at 6 o'clock with you all throughout the night. The Eagles pick right now at 10 overall and 30, also 62 in round two. A lot of coffee then. And 64 in round three. Yeah, lots of coffee. We'll be live for a while. And so, Gino, I think, again, they're not going to pick at all four of those spots. They're going to move up Mm. and down. Who knows how many picks they end up with in the first two days. But I want to shift the focus to, let's say right now they they keep these four picks. We've talked about a lot of prospects over the last few months. Are there certain schools you think that maybe early in the draft with these four picks that Roseman could double dip in, like take two prospects from? I think he would like to. I mean, like, would you love to get two Georgia guys again? Absolutely. He's building the 2021 defense, man, like Jalen Carter and then Kelly Ringo or Darnell Washington. Yeah, I'm for it. Or Nolan Smith. There, There's the potential for that as well. And, yeah. hey, what if Peter Skronsky is their cup of tea? We know that Paris Johnson is very high on their list, and we know that he loves Adetame Adabaure. Nailed it. I figured out how to do it. Nailed it. I practice North it every Western. day. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I literally was sitting on my phone going over the enunciation, just yeah. saying it over like I'm in an Italian class when I was Yeah, you know, some school. small schools they could double dip in, like North, or smaller. Northwestern, as you mentioned. Illinois. I mean, oh, Devin yeah. Witherspoon could potentially be the top corner at number 10 overall. And also Sidney Brown, who is a top four safety in my book, maybe is a round two option. I mean, we always could go to North Dakota State. You go Cody Mauk. You go maybe a Noah Gindorf at tight end later Dakota in Dakota in general. Yeah. Craft from South yeah, Dakota. Yeah, Tucker Craft. You can yeah. just make Mega Dakota. We need to make that a state yeah. at some point. But <laughs> yeah. I don't think North Dakota State and South Dakota State fans would love that. No, they would hate that. I, I do like that idea, though, Lou. Like, going into 2023 with Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean, like being the forefront of your defense, guys that have played in similar roles. Helps with, with chemistry, I think. It, it definitely helps with chemistry. Like when you're up at the line and you're a linebacker and you're having to process A through C, processing your gaps, right? Yeah. You know what Jordan Davis is going to do. You know what his Or like if you're Jalen Hurts, you know a lot of what Devontae Smith does. Oh, bingo. Yeah, you played with him. You know what yeah. the timing on his comeback routes. You know where he likes the position on his back shoulder. And I don't mind that at all. And I'm sure Howie Roseman would love to go to the Florida well, maybe grab himself an Osiris Torrance and circle back later in the class to get one of the more lesser-known Florida guys. But I don't think it's the worst idea from a team-building philosophy and – what about the idea of adding multiple Maryland corners, dude? Like, those guys can run. They both ran, like, four threes. Why not? We saw not? a report today that perhaps, well, there, it's a rumor that some executives don't think Lucas Van Ness gets past the Eagles. Maybe also they go Laporta at tight end, so you could double dip there in the Big Ten. I didn't see that, but goodness. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan that. of that for sure. But that's another option to double dip. Even Alabama, I mean, if Brian Branch is there, if you trade down and you want to take him or if he falls – around that 30 range and you want to move up. Brian Branch to me is the top safety prospect from Bama. I know, you know, me and you aren't really in on the running back idea early on, but I think at 30 and then in round two, if Jameer Gibbs is available, it might be something they consider. So of course, Mm -hmm. most of those big schools like Alabama, Georgia, you know, the, the power schools, there's always options to double dip. Oh yeah. And it's not just, just because like, we're not just doing that just to do it. And I think that team building philosophy that has changed in the last couple of years is that movement towards like these powerhouse schools, right? Like what is the easiest way to evaluate somebody? 
when you yeah. turn on tape, like let's say I'm going to grade Jalen Hurts going into 2023. What is the first game I'm turning on, Lou? From last year? From last year. What's oh, the first the Chiefs game? game? Yeah, you turn on the Super Bowl. You turn yeah. on in the biggest game, in the brightest lights against the best competition. You turn on ICC football, it's Alabama against Georgia. Like, who right. are you going to grade them against? You're going to grade right. Jordan I'm going to watch the SEC championship between yeah, Alabama and Georgia. Right. So it's easy to say, yeah, let's watch the biggest, brightest game at first. Who showed out in that game? They did that with Jordan Davis. They did that with Devontae Smith. I know people have heard that term kiss keep it simple stupid like sometimes just keeping it simple and hey, going to those powerhouse schools work you know in the last two years they've double dipped in the first three rounds they took Devonte smith and landon dickerson back to back in 2021 2022 they take in the first round georgia defensive tackle jordan davis georgia linebacker and a kobe dean so if they made it three years in a row even if it's not one of the bigger schools as you mentioned northwestern or if it's illinois i wouldn't be surprised at all and i like the mindset behind it you're, as you mentioned you're not just doing it to do it mm-hmm. there is a method behind it and we'll see what happens one week away from the start of the 2023 nfl draft we've still got though what six more shows for you yeah. until the draft so make sure you subscribe to lockdown eagles on all podcast platforms and on youtube as well not just Locked On Eagles, though. The Locked On NFL podcast, our Locked On NFL mock draft is out. The Locked On Podcast Network is your team and your league every single day. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to the everydayers. Follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DiBiaseLOE. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off, as always. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.